What's shaking you, Tuba Nights? This is your man TiVo with JB. We are a two man wrecking crew. JB is under the weather, but he muscled the strength to pull it together. So uh, we're going to do this, uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, things will go uh, relatively smooth. Um, so, you know, yeah, we're going to, we're going to do our best for you, uh, for you peeps out there. But as always, there's today is Thursday. So that means tomorrow is freestyle Friday. So, uh, you know what we got to do, right? We got to drop some freestyle beats, man. Drop them. is here when i rock a rhyme often eyes are dropping a tear it's so beautiful it's america's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes my mandate is to grip minds like a handshake spit Orlando lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base over any damn breakbeat i hastily make pastries tastier than anything that wolfgang makes so take notes out of suckers i make coats lump of some like bubba gump fishing on lake boats I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind ya. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. 
You're nervous as the impervious wordsmiths hanging out in Rafa's new crib come with the verses. Oh, yeah. JB, check the private chat. So uh, I did. I got you. I got you. So cool. when you got right. it, I got all right, good. this show is uh, brought to our friends over at price, uh, coverprice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. $6.99 a month, you get all this good stuff. Uh, the top 10 that we do every Tuesday at 6 p.m. And this year's Shakers list that we do every Thursday at 6 p.m. Or if you're on podcast, just say, Alexa, play Lords of the Long Wax podcast on Spotify. The show is also sponsored by our friends over at Bird City Comics. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Bird City Comics store. This drops tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Gargoyles with Ivan Tao. This is going to be dope. Uh, we gave away a copy last Tuesday. So, uh, you know, you go and get it. Set your alarm because Gargoyles is hot right now so let's get right to it boys and girls this is the cover price shakers of the week where we look at the uh focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily shakers list is just to change your service times every day to make sure you check it out to review some of the hottest trending books on the market after this 10 that we go through right here we're going to see what's shaking today so make sure you don't go away as the kids say all right uh first up we have that's right. The Adventures of Rex the Wonder Dog from DC 1952. Super Pets movie may have shined a spotlight on Crypto the Super Dog, but he wasn't the first super-powered dog in the, in the DC universe. Streak the Wonder Dog first appeared in Green Lantern number 30. Although he didn't have superpowers possessed that near-human-level intelligence, five years later, the same creators of Streak rebooted the dog as Rex the wonder dog this time they leveled him up giving him super soldier serum similar to captain america that gave him super strength super speed intelligence and ability to communicate with humans and other animals as the popularity of the dog heroes wanted the adventures of rex the wonder dog came to an end in 1959 with issue 46 that's, like, that's crazy that it was already at 46 issues in 1959 during this time crypto made his appearance in, in adventure comics number 210 in 1955 rex has uh, made a sparse appearances in the DC universe since 1959, but that didn't stop one collector from dropping $1,020 for a slabbed 4.0 on November 14th. Just goes to show every dog has its day. But um, I've never heard of this freaking guy before. This is the first time I've ever seen this book. $1,000 for a 4.0. Well, I think I think Ryan has this. If I'm not mistaken, I meant, uh, yeah, but uh, Brian, uh, so if your ears are ringing, it's us. All right, so The Adventures of Rex the Wonder Dog, issue number one from 1952. $1,000 for 4.0 seems to be undervalued to me. Hey, 1952, mm. though, come on. Yeah, that was the year I was not born. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. All right, what do we got up next? All right, next up, we've got All-Star Western, issue number 11, originally published in 1972. Damn, that was a good year. From DC Comics. Now, we are officially at the dawn of DC speculation. What was once dead now has renewed life, primed with possibilities under the new James Gunn regime at DC. Now, Gunn recently tweeted a picture of Jonah Hex with the text, Happy 50th anniversary to my favorite Old West, eventually taxidermied, outlaw. Jonah Hex. Now, Gunn has proved that he can take the most obscure DC characters and turn them into on-screen favorites. Imagine what he can do with a more popular character like Hex. 
Unlike other posts, which directly feel like, you know, direct wink and nod, this particular tweet is in no way a confirmation of a possible project. Regardless, this mostly ignored second appearance of Jonah Hex hit an all-time high of $930 for a CGC 9.8. Another book I had no idea, second appearance of Jonah Hex. I would have never known that. Yeah, let's hope that, you know, James Gunn, you know, Feige rubbed off on James Gunn and he's able to, you know, pull in a, a co cohesive DCU is what they call it now. You know, prior to that, it was always the trilogy, right? The the the, the, the triumph of Wonder Woman, Superman and Batman, More, mostly Batman, to be honest with you. But, you know, um, what does that say? Competition, you know, still, we're still, you know, the more comic book movies we have, the better for both for DC and Marvel and hell, even maybe image and other projects, you know, so, you know, but uh, do you really think a character like this is going to translate today? Jonah Hex, uh, a Western? Bro, Come on, I, man. Anything would be better than a Jonah Hex movie that they made. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of weird books, R.I.P.D. 2 was on Netflix. Did you know that? And it takes no. Yeah, it takes place in, in the Old West. So I it just popped up on my Netflix. I was like, oh, let me peep this out. It's a movie. So uh, there you go. All-Star Western number 11 from uh, 1972, $930 in a 9.8. <sighs> okay. Woo. Next up. Okay. All right. Next up, we have Batman Adventures Mad Love. Surely people will get on this list, right? Following our post of Jonah Hex, Gunn apparently has big plans for Harley Quinn. Harley's comic content journey has been fascinating when turning from an animated girlfriend henchwoman of the Joker into a DC Comics film A-lister. Both the comics and the films have turned their villain to a lovable anti-hero. Her fan base is massive and will only continue to grow. Her first appearance in the comic via Batman Adventures number 12 is pricey. Her subsequent keys with Batman Harley Quinn, first DC and first Harley in DC continuity, and this key, Batman Adventures Mad Love, which featured her origin story outside of DC continuity, which just okay, take that. <laughs> it's yeah, like for face value. Yeah, it's like holy god, that's like three different versions. This week there was two new sales of $770 and $799 for a CDC 9.8, respectively. That is amazing. Wow. Right. I I just have to admit, I'm getting a flat out education. The first three books I've never seen before. Yeah. I actually know about this book, and I also know about the the one of her outside of the DC continuity. I mean, I, I expect on that like a long time ago, but you know, I, I, you know, we'll see if Margot Robbie returns as, you know, Harley Quinn. I think a lot of people like her. I mean, for a while there, man, Harley Quinn was the most cosplay person at a Comic-Con, right? Absolutely. I mean, there, was, there was, I mean, you couldn't like, you couldn't throw... It and and Halloween, man, I saw a ton of Harley Quinns at Halloween. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's different versions of her, right? That they, that that you can do, you know. But you know, you know, hopefully they bring in Punchline if they bring in uh, Batman or uh, Harley Quinn. I'm specking on her, that you like Punchline. punchline huh? She's she's something else. That's a character. Yeah, yeah, she's a lot more wicked than um, Harley Quinn. Let's just say that. She's <laughs> all right. This is a very interesting book to me. Like I would never expect this to be in the shakers list, but what do we got for the next one? I cannot believe this is on this list. I know you people out there have this book next up on the shakers list. We've got classic X-Men issue. Number one, 
originally published in 1986. Now, for decades, no collector liked reprints as a collector's item. They were intended for fans to catch up on the stories featured in hard-to-find early X-Men issues. Well, the first volume of this series features popular X-Men issues. The first issue specifically reprints giant size X-Men 1, but integrated with 20 new pages. When you see how valuable giant size X-Men 1 is, this week's new high sale of $500 for a CGC 9.8 makes sense for X-Men collectors who may wish to own any version of that key issue. Now, it doesn't hurt that this also features a killer Art Adams cover with all the popular 1980s X-Men together. I can't believe this is on this list, TiVo. Yeah, I, I, it shocked me, to be honest with you. I mean, um, so was it yesterday or the day before? Um, whenever comic book movies show up on like, you know, broadcast TV, uh, I just I just watch it just for the hell of it. And I watched New Mutants again. I was like... It's not as bad as it was, you know, when I when I think about it. First of all, Magic was badass. You yeah, know, she was badass, was, but that was the only thing that was good in that movie. Well, that, that's true. That was yeah, the only good thing in that movie. It's not nearly as bad as people make it out to be. Like, you know, when I did my Black Panther Wakanda Forever review, I was talking about how certain bars are set for whatever, you know what I'm saying? Fair or not, you know, Marvel, the bar they set the bar really high for that. DC, they're like, they set the bar to like, just give us a movie, right? And then the Fox franchise is like, you know, just give us mutants and X-Men, you know? So it was, you know, it's so classic X-Men, man. Classic freaking X-Men on the shakers list. Come on, man. Yeah. 500 bones. Wow. That's amazing. All right. So we go from classic uh, X-Men number one, direct edition, 1986. The highest known value is a 9.8 for 500 bones. This one is definitely an offer. Are you ready for this one? Okay. This is uh, Paquito. I want to say that, right? Uh, number 255, the Editorial Juventud. I can't even say that word, man. Um, last week, we saw a huge Heritage International auction sale with uh, growing interest in the collector market for many key foreign editions that hit new sales during the auction. Paquito, number 255, published in 838 by the editorial Juventud in Mexico was the highest selling book of uh, the highest selling book of the auction fetching $6,600, including a buyer's, the buyer's premium, which makes this book special in that the black cover feature page three of action comics, 11 editorial Juventud, something very special in 1938 in printing 12 single copies or 12 single pages of action comics number one so there you go you got your okay kind of wait a minute print. wait a minute so this is reprint action comics number one yeah because i it, it just uh 1938 i'm trying to remember yeah so it, it only showed 11 pages so it was okay. only yeah the cover and, and it was on the back pages although these are single pages to ed, uh editorial juventud i'm probably butchering that name is j-u-v-e-n-t-u-d um, were the first to uh, publish anything corresponding to Action Comics number one internationally. So there you go. This was a major sale and a great investment for the price of uh, Action Comics number one. And eventually just pieces of the book continue to rise in value. 
These pages are beyond scarce and will never reach the census numbers in the U.S. that the U.S. citizens have. For many hardcore Superman fans, there are something you definitely want to keep out on the radar. Radar. Um, wow. You know, so you learn something every day on the Shaker Show. So basically, yeah, that's incredible knowledge. The first international publication of Superman. Even though it's an editor, even though it's a reprint, they took 11 pages of Action Comics number one. Um, it's amazing that, you know, it was in Mexico in 1938, which, you know, you know, but like we've been, I would say post pandemic or during the pandemic, foreign comics have really taken a, a jump, a spike. Italian editions, uh, you know, uh, there's French editions, there's, you know, obviously Mexican editions, you know, uh, there's certain, you know, comics that, it is hard to get because you know they weren't here but now with the advent of you know international sales you can buy it or even if it goes up at auction so uh that is pretty darn cool man if you can muster up six thousand six hundred dollars so yeah right one two three four all right we're halfway through boys and girls and i need to break because uh yeah because uh yeah i'm I'm, this is the first time i've heard notes in quite a long time i need to take a sip of my cuvassier so let's hear from our sponsor our sponsor my slabs we tired of paying 10 50 20 percent join the one percent revolution the platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace by collectors for collectors. Yeah, somebody said that it's Portuguese, but uh, maybe not. You know, let's uh, let me uh, since we're live, fuck it, we'll do it live. Do it live. What are you looking it up on uh, Google? Yeah, so, you are, aren't you? By the way, this is a perfect time for us to just mention we've got a hundred plus people in the chat. If you are enjoying the show, please take a moment to hit the thumbs up. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us every Thursday on the Shaker Show, and wait till you see the last five books on today's list and remember don't take off we're gonna go check out the actual today's shakers list it changes every single day so we're gonna see what's on that list after the show yeah i think they think it's portuguese because there's a soccer league called uh juventus or juventus something like that but you know it's it's spanish and portuguese are interesting because in spanish the j is silent like uh like you know but in portuguese like if i were to say jose they say jose like you know what i mean Mm. it's 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 you know most like you know like my girlfriend speaks from spanish but she can understand portuguese for the most part that's why it's a weird thing about brazil is like it's you know the only country in south america well probably that speaks Portuguese as their language, right? I mean, uh, you can argue Argentinians speak uh, Italian, but it's just Spanish with an Italian twang to it. So, <laughs> but yeah, Juventus uh, is a um, uh, Portuguese soccer league. Uh, for maybe that's why they think that. But if you Google it, 
it's worth a Google, as they said in the campaign. All right, Paquito number Paquito is definitely a, Sp- a Mexican word or Spanish word. All right, so let's get uh, what do we got up next? All right, number six on our list today, we've got Silver Streak Comics, issue number 22, originally published in 1946 from Lev Gleason. Now, this book was the final book before the somewhat infamous Lev Gleason moved toward a more horrific style of storytelling. Now, crime doesn't pay captured readers, leading to numerous imitators and a large fan base. This led to increased attention from the man, and in an effort to avoid external regulation, Gleason helped form the ACMP. Now, many mark that as the first step in the implementation of the CCA in 1954. The point is, this book has a bunch of history behind it, while also sporting Silver Streak, the second comic speedster to ever exist in comics. Now, Golden Age books are in demand, and with this much going on for it, one fan felt the need to initiate the acquisition and fork out a whopping 1430 bucks for a reported raw 3.5 grade book. Now, that happens to be the highest reported raw grade we've seen, with the last sale coming in at a 2.0 for 990 bucks. Bro, that's way undervalued, I think. Um, but the second speedster in comics, go figure, right? Um, second speedster. Wow, look at that. We gotta, we'll ever see if we ever see the flash. All right, uh, Silver Street Comics number 22 from Lev Gleason, February 1st, 1940. If you can get a book from the 40s for 1430 dollars in a VG, I mean, that's that to me is you know, from 1946 to be in that range, that's that's pretty damn good, yeah, especially like you know, this kind of not part of the big two dc or are timely at the time yeah, i wonder what the you know, paper so, quality was like on it right uh yeah uh well post world war ii so i mean that, that's why during like world war ii those books the page quality because you know everybody had to sacrifice to, for the ongoing war effort but you know 1946 maybe the the paper quality started getting better so we shall see um i think here's a chance to get on the board maybe maybe because it looks familiar, but the deets are a bit different. Excuse me, I got a burp. All right. Something is killing the children. The American Library Association limited to a thousand, so maybe not. <laughs> Amongst the many valuable variants of this massively successful, successful James Tinian in the fourth series, the most valuable, albeit rarest in terms of availability, is this American Library Association or ALA edition of the first issue. In 2020, uh, LA Midwinter Conference and Exhibition. This promotional edition of Something's Killing Children was handed out to audience uh, attendees. The book is identical to the standard cover, except the uh, it's identical to the standard, except for the back cover, which features Boom's uh, national marketing and publicity campaign for its title. This campaign schedule really highlights how much support Boom put behind this title. This week we saw a CGC 944 sell for $2,800, which is only 250 away from the highest sale ever, $3,050 for a 9.8 for this time last year. Keep in mind, while the print run is mostly was mostly modest, most attendees were not diehard comic book fans. So you know what I'm saying? You know, you go to a conference, they hand them out, they're like, "Yeah, I'll just give my kid or shove my backpack or whatever." Yeah, right. Yeah, the print run. Um, so uh, hence. Uh, 
Is it safe to assume that many copies were tossed or left it, left behind or simply forgotten? Hence, copies were few and far between and most likely in a non-near mint condition. So, yeah, a little bit of both, right? You have scarcity, 1,000 print run, and then you have it given to people who aren't necessarily people who are comic book collectors. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you get a hold yeah, of I mean, there's got to be some percentage of these was, that were literally rolled up and stuck in your back pocket. Yeah, or they just eh, take this and do it. It's like those comic books that give you at the movie theaters, right? When you're, um, you know, when I, I still have a Venom comic that I got at the movies, and it was funny because I was like, they gave me one. I was like, uh, can I have a few more? And the and the uh, person didn't even care. So he he handed me a stack, and I go, and I actually looked through them. <laughs> Did you really like? No, this one's got a couple spine ticks. No, yeah, I was man. like, yeah, I, need, I, I, need, I, need, I need to make sure that uh, there's no uh, spine ticks or anything like that. Uh, he looked so. at you and said, "What?" <laughs> yeah, the last time this happened was when me and Dark Side Jedi went to the Warner Brothers Studio tour, and they had a Wonder Woman variant um, for Wonder that was only available at the Warner Brothers Studios tour. And me and Ryan were like trying to get as many copies as we can, and we're like, "Man, these are all beat to shit, man." They were all trying to Yeah, they were beat to hell. So something is, man. Remember this? This book was all over our top ten. I want to say. Uh, a couple of years i mean ago. i think it maybe it was hot all the way up until issue 10 11 12 yeah yeah the one variant with the chick wearing the mask i'm, I'm trying to forget uh forgot who did that variant but that one was just on the sugar's week last last week so all right what do we got up next all right up next oh, we got gorgeous. right spider-man black cat strikes issue number two the nakiyama variant I mean, this thing was just published in 2020. You know, David Nakayama has become a fan favorite in the industry, and he has built quite the dedicated fan base. His covers are striking and eye-catching, and collectors are buying. A few of these covers are demanding higher prices as they continue to be harder to find for collectors. One such cover is this excellent iteration of Black Cat. This variant was released around the time the variant community started paying close attention to his work, sending previous variants to new heights. Dr. Afro number one, the Nef Box exclusive, Age of X-Men, Apocalypse, and the X-Tracks number one, the one in 50, and Tarot number one, the one in 50. This week saw a new high sale of this book for $600 for a CGC 9.8. Now, raw copies in near mint are still available for under 150 bucks. So if you happen to find one that has potential to grade high, it may not be a bad idea to pick it up for grading. Hmm. Very interesting indeed. Uh, yeah. I mean, people love drawing black cat or black cat just like they like drawing cat cat woman. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, the artists just like to draw that womanly figure. So, Spider Man: The Black Cat Strikes, issue number two, the David Nakayama variant from 2020, six hundred dollars for nine point eight. It just goes to show you, I mean, even now, I mean, you know, before you could wait two years and a variant would would drop in price, but you know, it's just people are it's just there's just a lot more people in the in the hobby in the community. There's a lot more uh, people doing videos and uh, you the i word and all this other crap so you know it's exhausting but you know more power to you so what do we got up next oh it's me yeah oh 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 did i did i read yeah yeah i read the last one did i yeah i did so uh, it's spider-man black cat strikes yeah so it's me so oh oh, great i get to do star trek (laughs) as we previously noted uh, when covering this book star trek since its inception has remained the pinnacle 
of sci-fi fair diehard fan base is living well the new iterations reboots offshoots coming out every few years recently star trek number one has hit an all-time all-time high sales month after month culminating in the first 9.6 sale that we've seen in three years with massive new sales of forty-five thousand six hundred dollars and so obliterates the last 9.6 sale in 2009, 2019, excuse me, for 20,000, which is still seems like a lot. And an outsell is the only 9.8 sales back in 2005, 40 grand. Keep in mind that while these books bear the name of the iconic TV show and later films, they diverge slightly to the wildly as they separate entities from the show. Still, the first appearance of Star Trek and its various uh, 60s cast of characters with the recent success of Star Wars Trek series, a Star Trek series on Paramount Plus, quickly interest quickly gaining uh, is is interest is quickly gaining in this undervalued issue. Um, I just watch, like I said, when shit comes up on TV randomly, uh, I think uh, I watch it, and so I watch Star Trek the motion picture again, and I just toward the end of it. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, V'ger was uh, the Voyager probe, right? Um, and and it, it's really... Spoiler alert, get out exactly, of here. Exactly, yeah. if you haven't seen Star Trek, the motion picture, I remember seeing it as a kid, right? Because, you know... Yeah, I was I, so I, disappointed when I saw that as a kid, man. I was like, this is so boring. Well, Star Trek TV show, I've never liked. Uh, people are going to hate on me. I always thought it was too... I mean, but it's very scientific. So what's interesting is the consultants for star trek the motion picture when i was reading through credits was isaac isomoff and gene roddenberry so isaac isomoff obviously is you know very uh is you know the scientists of space some deep shit you know what i'm saying he's he's the equivalent of of our generations neil uh, neil grassy neil tyson degrassi whatever his name is but it was interesting to find out that he was uh, part of it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's, it's it's pretty wild the story of uh, you know you know there's a um, the the Voyager probe found became sentient and was given out a signal. Yeah. yeah, it was given out a signal, and then some really weird stuff. And I will say this uh, to this day that ball jig is hot. That was his torch. Oh yeah, she was hot, man. And I think. Uh, no, wasn't was Kirsten Alley in it? No, no, no. That I'm thinking no, that uh, was later. Yeah, that's the that Rathacon. Rathacon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when they had the Morikayu whatever test. I'm sorry, I'm not a dude. I'm the Rathacon a... was awesome because you got to see him fight. You know, there was yeah. a space fight with the. You Enterprise. got to see Ricardo Montalban with his rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> so, Charles Stark number one from Western Comics, 1967, forty. Five grand and a nine point six. There's, you know, Star Wars is a big fan base, but you know, Star Trek is right behind it as far as far as uh, Trekkers. I don't like to be called Trekkies, which I found out in fanboys. Uh, so apparently, uh, um, Trekkers really, you know, they really stick with it. But here's my main issue with like Star. Uh, you know, Star Trek for what it is is it's 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 like cool sci-fi, but like Star Wars to me is like sci-fi as well as like fantasy like you know the force and magical power you know things like that and, and you know what always really kind of got me was 
if you put up Star Wars against Star Trek, man, you would just have a ton of it, like X-wing fighters or Tie fighters, just blow the shit up, up out of the you know, the, the Enterprise, Enterprise, right? Because they didn't never had they never showed they didn't ships have like individual. You know what made Battlestar Galactica so cool was those oh, yeah. those individual fighters shooting out the tubes and and having oh, yeah. the Cylons fight yeah. each other. Those space battles were bomb, and that's what Star yeah. Trek was missing. Yeah, you, how can you have a giant spaceship but not have supporting aircraft, right? It, it just doesn't make sense. But, you know, the USS Enterprise was so iconic, they actually named a, a freaking uh, aircraft carrier after it. You remember that? Remember that? All right, so uh, Star Trek number one. And um, this next one, I think a lot of you may have. At least I think so, because I've seen this on a lot of people's feeds. I have seen this a lot on Instagram in the last two weeks, man. All right, the final shaker on today's list, we've got Wolverine issue number one, the J. Scott Campbell Deadpool variant, originally published in 2010. Now, whoa there, Wolverine and Deadpool aren't done making waves yet. For several weeks, Wolverine and Deadpool books were hitting new heights in both movement and sale prices. While some books have cooled down, we're still seeing new high sales, including this one. Recently, this holy grail of a modern key sold for an astounding $17,100 for a CGC 9.8. That's an incredible jump from its previous record high of ten grand in August of last year. And a premium is tacked on for the 9.8 crowd of books, as with most rare books, whereas a 9.6... It would only set you back about 3500 bucks or so. Now, fans are willing to drop that kind of money when a rare premium book such as this makes its way to the market. They just do not sell that often. As the method Marvel distributed, these variants brought along many headaches. Now, everyone has a price. And with Deadpool 3, a sure deal and Wolverine making an appearance, a new record high may still be in this book's future. Yeah, so this is purely on spec that, you know, uh, Wolverine and Deadpool are going to appear together. So uh, we'll see when that announcement happens because expect them to even go more. But uh, yeah, this is from 2010 for 17 grand. And I would say this this is not an easy 9.8 to get, all black cover. Uh, you know what I mean? But in 2010, oh, wow. you know, people were slabbing a lot of stuff. So I'm pretty sure, you know, people were full aware of, you know, spine ticks and whatever that you're looking for. So they were picking out books, but 17 grand. Holy cow. So, uh, <sighs> all right, we need to take a breather and we're going to see what's shaking the day, boys and girls. Um, so we're freshening up my drink and uh, you know what you're going to get? Uh, where is it? Mm -mm. oh we're gonna get a little interlude here while we work yeah, on that we're seamless gonna get transition a... get ourselves a little uh something for the throat here a little drink a little cocktail and hey remind everybody that we're here tuesdays and thursdays sharing that cover price knowledge and if you're enjoying the show make sure you're hitting that thumbs up all right well i can't find it so uh you know what you get you'll get you'll get uh this what is that? Baby, don't hurt me, don't hurt me no more. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me, don't hurt me no more. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me, don't hurt me no more. Whoa, 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 wh
Lock on, baby. I don't know if I've ever seen that one, Tivo. Oh, yeah, they're dope, man. They take like 90s, like, you know, those compilation albums. This is the 90s, or you know what I'm saying, in the club. So let's go. Seamless transition into Seamless. cover price. Let's see what's shaking the day, boys and girls. This is the top 10. Dominated. We've got some Lobo stuff on there. Oh, Wolverine. These are the most units sold. Look at Batman. Sold 22. Spawn. Always on there. For always, always, always. But we're here to see what's shaking today, boys and girls. Today's Ooh, two in the top. Wow. Yeah, but look at those other ones. Raw Dog X-Men number one sold for 6,300 bones. Another X-Men man book. This is the first appearance of uh, Juggernaut, I do believe. Yeah, this is the first appearance of the uh, Fantastic Car, uh, I do believe. Nice. Um, my two ultimate fallouts. Thank you very much. Nice. My uh, Fantastic 448 is actually a 7.5, I want to say. Yeah, but uh, we like to look at the weird shit. So let's you know go down and see what's going on here. Where we go? That's weird. I love this. Look at that good girl pinup art, Pieta. Right? Wonder if, if if the girl's laying in his arms or does she have to be passed out? I think she has to be passed out. She's got to be passed out. You know, like a death yeah. scene. Okay, all right. I always yeah. get that confused. So Wonder Wonder Comics issue number 44, 1947, uh CBCS. 5.5 for $1,200. Let me see. Let's get the other covers because these, these are all gorgeous pinup covers. Look at that. There you go. That's definitely good girl art. Definitely. Why is she wearing a bikini? Anyway, we're not <laughs> but, hey, we're not bothered by it. They're in space, man. Exactly. It'd be kind of cold. Here we go. Bondage. For all you freaks out there, the freaks come out at night. Uh, so Wonder Comics issue number 44. Uh, this is classic Steve Ditko right here. Look at that. Maybe Spider-Man number th 33. Um, that is a great is, read, by the way. You got to read that yeah. book. His whole inner monologue on how he has to come through. And it was shown during the first Spider-Man film with Tom Holland. Where Tom he Holland. Had, where he's kind of questioning himself and he has to muster strength to lift that thing off him. And it's literally almost taken page panel by panel for this in this book. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to read it, it is so dope. Highest known value, $9,700 and 9.8, but recently a 9.0 so for 860. So that's, I think you got some good value there for your bonards, man. Oh, I have this too. Darth Vader. Uh, first Dr. Afra. BT1 yep. and triple zero. Yep. Uh, Dr. Doom. This is an interesting book. Now, can, now explain that book. Can you pull that book up real quick? This is first solo title. Slide down. What's it? What does it read for key? Origin of Shabon Doom. First appearance of Valeria. Love interest of Doom and namesake of Reed and Sue Richard's daughter. There you okay. go. I know it's a big book. I see it out there all the time. And I always just yeah. kind of assumed it was first in his title, you know, first solo title, but yeah. Key. Another one of those um, black covers too, that are pain in the ass. Um, but you know what? We love bringing up. We love EC horror or pre horror. Look at this bad boy. Walter, Walter horror number 27. Good Lord. There's a lot going on there featuring the vault. The old witch and the crypt keeper. Wow. Digging that man, six hundred dollars for a six point highest known value fourteen hundred dollars and nine point four. I'm telling you, um, pre code horror is at a premium right now. 
Whoa, there you go. What? That's our generation right here, man. If oh, those yeah. remember. I remember Dragon's Lair. Great game. Yeah, it was basically like a cartoon that you would just move. Yeah, it was a decision it. game. Left, right, yeah. up, down, you know. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Dot Booth presents Dragon Layer number one from Cross Gen Comics. This came out in 2003, 625 for 9.8. Is uh, it didn't wonder, say first appearance or anything though, did it? Mm, I wonder I if it's know. first appearance. No, because it came out in 2003, it had to be something. Uh, somebody in the live chat look it up, and I bet you it was. But this is ripe for a um, a reboot, I think. Dragon's Lair. I mean, hell, I mean, you know, we got Willow is coming out. Uh, first reactions of Willow came out already. For who is on? They say it's great. So I can't wait to see it. It drops on, uh, I think, December 1st um, for uh, on Disney Plus for Willow. Um, also, I don't know if you guys... All right, uh, here's the where I give you my recommendations for shows to watch. Warrior Nun season two is badass. It's better than season one, and it's, it doesn't have Warrior Nun Ariella, but it has the other characters. Not Shotgun Mary is not there, but it is still badass. You got nuns kicking ass, and it's very kind of deep in some stuff. And also on Amazon Prime is a show called The Peripheral with um the girl from uh kick ass the the young girl it is a great great series it's a mix of ready player one and um what i want westworld if if you can kind of put that in wrap wrap your head around that it's that's what i got from it so it's pretty great it takes place in not too distant future it it takes place in all different diamonds i don't want to give it away but it's 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 worth a watch i think it and it's on Amazon Prime, so it doesn't. It's not you can't stream all, everything at once. So I think every episode, matter of fact, new episode drop uh, tomorrow. Yeah, so check it out. Also, check out. Hey, wait a minute, go back. Don't leave that row yet because I want to talk about a couple of books on there. One is um, that Hulk one hundred and two. No, next row down. I think that is an undervalued book, first in his own title, and then. The X-Men 94, I know I say this every time it comes up, but when I was a kid, that was the book that you wanted. It wasn't Giant Size X-Men 1 because this was in continuity. This was the first team in the real X-Men title. It wasn't a gimmick book. When I was a kid, Giant Size X-Men 1 was a gimmick book. You needed this one, but what are you? It was wild. Yeah, it was wild. So, uh... 625 or uh, 580 for 6.5. Wow. First appearance of a new team title. Second appearances of Colossus, Nightcrawler, Storm, Thunderbird, and third appearance of Wolverine for those who are keeping track. Highest known value 9.8 for 66 grand. Now that is a lot of money. That is a lot. Speaking of killing children. So are you ever going to sell your Silver Surfer 4? He's one of my three favorite characters. So it's Thor, Silver Surfer, and Doctor Strange. So I don't know. That that hits two of your three favorite characters on the cover. Come on. Yeah. So I have the first appearance of Silver Surfer, and then I have Silver Surfer 1 through 4 all slabbed. Uh, I also have Silver Surfer uh, Fantasy 449 slabbed as well. So I'm at those are the, the, those were my grails. Um, Look at that, Blue Bitch. What the hell is this? What is that? Motor City Comics number two, jeez, from Ripoff Press, nineteen seventy. This is the the height of, uh, I guess you can call alternative comics. comics. Or, yeah, you know, you know Robert Crumb and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, nineteen seventy. So, uh, yeah, look at that. There's a lot of stuff going on there. There's some hippies. I think there's 
I don't know what she's eating. She's smoking weed or something. Uh, that is a oh, lot yeah, they going got on the, there. They got the lines on the coffee table and everything. Damn. Oh, yeah. Cops coming in, busting in the party. Let me see what it says. Lenore Good Goldberg and her girl commandos. There you go. Motor City Comics, man. Good luck finding that. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know why. This is a great read if you ever uh, read The Goon. Look at that. Love the color. Eric Powell. Never read. One, yeah, it's a it's an interesting story. Um, at one point it was optioned and then it never got made. Um, but uh, so first goon solo series, arguably first full appearance of the goon, contains a four page goon story reprinted reprinted from Dreamwalker number one. Hmm, well, that's where Dreamwalker is. Shout out to our friends, our friend Mikey Sutton and uh, Second Skin Comics, uh, whose Dreamwalker comic hits. Pretty soon, number three, and the artist is giving out sketches of yours truly, Tavo. I am called Tavo the Dream Master. I actually appear in the witch. comic as an evil sorcerer. Oh, nine they call it a sorcerer? Oh, I thought it was a witch. No, there's no, no, there's also a chick called the witch. Yeah. So, uh, Dreamwalker is a comic about a Filipino girl who can go into people's dreams and nightmares. So, uh, so make sure you check out Second Skin Comics. Um, I can't tell you any more than that, but I think it's gonna be uh, possibly some news dropping sooner than later. I'm just saying. Um, look at this. What the fuck is this? Good Lord, have mercy. It's like somebody published this as himself. This is Eric. Lar- is this Eric Larson's first work? Is it? I don't know, but it's 1983. Dude, Eric I drew Larson. that in high school, man. During I know, right? Before Graphic before fantasy before number. Three from Ajax Comics. Uh, Got to be some of Eric Larson's really early work, but a raw VF four hundred dollars. Only known that's the only one that sold. Jeez, wow! Good luck finding that, man. Good old Mephisto. <laughs> Eventually, he's going to show up, right, Mephisto? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you, what do you think of that character they spec for him? That guy's funny. He play him really well. I think he'd play him well. <laughs> always love these RG comics they're full of uh, innuendo but this one uh, is Pep Comics Mr. Cooper will you please tell Betty it's time for me to go home this <laughs> 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 is a night from Archie Comics from 65 to 1948 wow look at that 3000 for it uh, is the highest known value sold a few months ago if we know 9.2 uh, 4.0 for 395 why don't you look at that Molten man, god, do you remember when this book was people are specking on this uh, for oh all the wrong god. reasons? Uh, because of um, uh, Spider Man, because of a trailer, the, because of a trailer, yeah, the uh, Spider Man, ele- they end up being elementals. Uh, so Shuri, of course, is hot. Uh, but look at this, we're all about this murder incorporated issue number one for adults only, living proof that crime never pays. Look at that. That's a bad girl right there. Straight up shot that fool in the that chest. That red dress is hot, though. Mm-hmm. Murder Incorporated from 1948. 350 for 3.5. 5.5 that for only 4.40. Wow. That's not a bad deal at all. Oh, this is a dope cover. Like this. Raging Red Hell. Marco Dejervic, 1 in 20. Is that how Look you it. say it? That's <laughs> how I say it. Dejervic. Until somebody could, you know, first appearance of in the Red Hulk. Number two. Uh, this is number two. Yeah. yeah, this is the first appearance of the Red Hulk in story. First appearance yeah. of a bomb. 
one of the because uh, he's on the cover of number one, but he's not in the story. This is the one that I normally see a lot of is the Iron Man or uh, Shellhead cover. This is the one I see probably most often that people have. Good old Dark Hawk. Uh, What's up with seventy two? Is a hot book. I got it right here. As a matter of fact, which one? Seventy two. Fantastic Four 72 with the Silver Surfer. That's got to be oh. the best surfer cover for a Fantastic Four book. I think it's just an iconic cover. I don't think there's any first appearances on oh, it. What, what was the price on that? What, how much did it go? I got a 3.5. Uh, and it's for three, sale. Three, uh, 6.5, uh, 325 and a 6.5. Uh, 25 grand and a 9.8. Good Damn. Lord have mercy. But I do believe this is uh, Kirby at his goodness. You see the uh, Kirby the crackle. crackle, the Kirby crackle, the Kirby crackle. If you didn't know, now you know. All right, thanks for sharing. Thanks for hanging out with us, boys and girls. We had the trudge through it. Shout out to my man JB. He was sick, but he uh, pulled through with liquor and whatever else he has in his system right now. So, uh, um, don't forget, uh, yeah, JB. Any last words? Uh, follow me on Instagram. Seriously, there's 100 people in here, and you guys are not following me on Instagram. It's Discovery Bay Comics, one word. Follow me on Instagram. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Thursday Shaker Show. Hit the thumbs up on your way out. Jajervic. Jajervic. Thank you, James Kreider. I was close enough, man. So, uh, hey, uh, make sure you guys check out our friends over at Bird City Comics tomorrow. Discount code to do L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off anything in the Bird City Comics. And this bad boy drops tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. This is going to be a hot one. I have a, I have a feeling. So, uh, you know, it's just cold. Uh, until then, boys and girls, uh, we will see you guys on Tuesday unless something else happens. But I doubt it. I am exhausted uh, from YouTube. Um, so uh, as of now, we are still having our Black Friday sale. So set oh, your calendars. Yeah. So we're going to have a Black Friday auction and sale. That would be next. The fuck is Thanksgiving? 24th. Next Thursday, man. A week from now. Is that Thursday or Friday? Friday. I'm selling this next Friday. Come by and check it out. Black Friday doesn't fall on Friday. Wait, it has to. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's Thursday. So Thanksgiving's on Thursday. So Friday. Okay. I'm I'm tripping. Come on, man. I'm the one who's sick. All right, guys. All right, keep digging in on long boxes and peace out. We'll see you guys soon. Laters.